Kia ora, and welcome back to We Do B2B, the podcast by Blue Ocean, where we unpick the ins, outs, ups and downs of B2B marketing here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. I'm your host, Dale Kerner, and I'm a B2B marketer like you. From emerging trends and thinking to inspiring real-world stories from smart, good people here in New Zealand, we are here to help the New Zealand B2B marketing community to become one of the best and brightest anywhere in the world. If, like me, you're a B2B marketer looking for a place to connect, learn, and be inspired, you have come to the right place. Welcome to this episode. It's a standalone retrospective today. Um, We are 10 episodes live, uh, and we thought we'd take the opportunity at this point to take a step back, have a chat with some of the people who've been involved in the making and development and distribution of the podcast, and just pick out some of the lessons, some of the highlights, uh, and some, some views to the future for what we want the show and what we want We Do B2B to achieve. So you're gonna hear from a number of our different team uh, members today, um, looking at all of that stuff, and we hope, you, uh, we hope you enjoy it. First up, we have Carmen Hogan from the marketing team here at Blue Ocean. She is our newest recruit, I wanna say. How long have you been in the seat now? Six months. Six months? Yep. Bit of a roller coaster? It's been a bit of a journey, yes. <laughs> In the best possible way. <laughs> yeah. And the podcast has been part of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it started off with um, us having this idea uh, to get a podcast out in the world and to add value to the B2B space. Um, and not knowing how to go about that, which involved a lot of learning and, and figuring out how to how do we actually get this pos- podcast up and, and publish it out to the di- different channels. So yeah, that's been a pretty awesome journey. Um, I've definitely learned a lot. Yeah, I think all of us have, to be honest. Yeah. It's been, um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're 10 episodes in now. Yeah. Um, and definitely, definitely some learnings along the way. What's been the biggest one for you? Like just the whole distribution distribution piece around Buzzsprout, yeah. um, getting the content out there um, and finding a much more efficient way to write show notes because <laughs> <laughs> those can be quite time consuming. Um, and yeah, just the whole process of, you know, mapping out that whole journey of when you are publishing your podcast, where do you want to send them? What kind of content are you publishing? Um, yeah. So you wrote, uh, you did a bunch of research and you came back with this like kick-ass standard operating procedure for us for how we do this. And yes. I won't lie, we, I don't think we could have done this thing without that piece of paper and without your input. Yeah. Um, so what are the key, what are the actual building blocks? Like you talk about Buzzsprout. Um, what are the distribution mechanisms that we use? What are the cadences that we work to? How does that whole piece come together? So... A great place to start is with production, because mm-hmm. if you don't have the content, you can't get anything out. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then you want to think about your post-production. So what's that going to look like um, getting the message out on social media? What platforms are you going to play? Um, what are your distribution channels? Um, and then also, your like, where do you want to lead people? What, do you, what are you trying to achieve? Like, are you wanting to own the space? What community or niche are you trying to add value into? And then there's that whole piece of um, guest outreach um, and how that all comes into play. So yeah, there's a lots of lots of moving parts. There are. I love the guest out, guest outreach piece. Yeah, it's um it's a really fun part of the process for me. Yeah, I always find it interesting to, as well to kind of see what 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 people's observations are of it. Uh, you know, you get some people who are 
uh, they know it, they, they're aware of the show, they're keen to contribute. Other people are just, they almost have imposter syndrome. Like, yeah. why would you want to hear from me? Yeah. Um, but it's great. We've had a fantastic range of guests. And let's actually have a look through some of those guests. So we've, we've asked the question of you know, what, what are the things that you've taken away from the first 10 episodes? What are the highlights? So if we just recap, we had um, building your commercial confidence with Henrik um, mm -hmm. next door, um, trust, the currency of B2B with Roland yes, Lehmans. I know that well. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had unclogging a constipated sales funnel with Lee Hunter, which to date is our most listened episode, I should say. Uh, why the fork are we doing a podcast with producer Louie? How to pitch a brand refresh with Shannon Bayliss. The big double D debate, differentiation and distinctiveness with yours truly. Scaling up B2B SaaS with Brandon Palmer from Henry. That was a great episode. Yeah. How to get the best out of your agency with Sovia Moogle from TradeMe. Uh, driving growth in the New Zealand tech sector with Amanda Armstrong from Revenue Lab. And finally, our most recent episode, which was putting some buzz in B2B with Viv Conway from Girls Get Off. And that's the episode that I want to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Um, I really found the episode with Viv to be super inspiring um, and how learnings from B2C can translate into B2B. Coming from a B2C background myself, um, it's always, B2B, the B2B camp has always been notoriously known to be a bit sterile and boring. Um, and coming into a B2B marketing agency, it's been so awesome to be like, that is not true. It is super fun, it is super bold. Uh, this week we pitched a campaign idea that involved a roller coaster. Like, <laughs> and, how can and, that be boring? And the client's logo in the middle of the word fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if I have to say one thing to, to B2B marketers, it would be to be more bold, don't play it safe, take more risks. And um, yeah, just I think there's a lot that can be uh, learned from Viv, especially I love what she said about how they think every day, how can they be more thumb um, stopping, how can there be more attention grabbing? And I think that relates a lot to, in the B2B camp, the concept around aiming for fame. So um, yeah, I really, that episode was really, really great. I really enjoyed it. They've nailed that aim for fame piece. They really have. Yeah. yeah. And what, what I really liked from Viv in that conversation was the fact that they would take one piece of real world advertising, like they do something physical, like the billboards that they had in the mount, yeah. knowing full well that it would only reach a small fraction of the market, but the purpose of that was to create PR fodder, yeah. um, you know, stuff that could feed their social media channels, get them in the press. And they ended up doing, uh, they were on the, the, the news for an interview about about their whole business. And the cool thing about that was that they, they couldn't use the word vibrators on morning news. Yeah. So they had to swap it with the word sandwiches, yeah. which was hilarious. But I just really like that conscious effort um, on, like you said, aiming for fame yeah. and going, going you know, all out on that creative piece. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. What do you listen to just out of interest? What, what's your podcast? Do you have one that you go to? Yeah, I've I listened to a few podcasts like Shark Tank, um, Gary yeah. Vee for a while. And most recently I've been listening to, it's not really a, a podcast, but more of Brene Brown. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the trust stuff, right? Yeah, the, the trust stuff. Um, um, yeah, which has been super useful in terms of personal growth mm. and as well as growth within um you know my professional career yeah so check out that podcast guys <laughs> yeah, that's awesome 
We, so we like looking back. We're, we're ten episodes in. We shot the first one just as a random ad hoc conversation with me and Lee, like literally on Louis's phone. Yeah. Um, we're ten episodes in. At the end of our kind of first, I suppose, year of, of like putting some effort behind this. Um, what do you think we can do with it next year? What would you like to see it achieve next year? So many things. <laughs> um, just getting more guests on and keeping that cadence going of uh, always having um, content to produce and get out there. I definitely want to see us owning the B2B space in New Zealand and not in a selfish way, in a way that provides value and um, learnings from people in the B2B and letting them know that they're not alone and that that we're there with them. Um, And yeah, just having fun with it and being super real and relatable and um, yeah, just 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 growing that. I, I would really love us not to just grow our audience, but to grow a community because a community goes beyond the platform, and that is something that I'm really looking forward to in 2024. That's awesome. I I know exactly what you mean. I mean, the more that we spend time in this B2B space, the more that you see that there's this 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 group of people who are like. No one really gets us, yeah. but we want the world too. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. I mean, if we can be smack bang in the middle of that, then that's a, that's a great outcome for us, I think, and for the community as well, hopefully. So uh, next up, Lee Hunter. Um, Lee was the co-star of the very first pilot episode. So when we fun. shot this, yeah, you were sitting there. I was sitting here. Yeah. The wall was white. It was. We were using a phone. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Um, but did you know you're still the most listened to episode on podcast on uh, Spotify? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Unclogging a constipated sales That's phone with Lee Hunter is the number one, the most listened to show. Do we get a trophy at the end? Who got number one? Yeah, I heard you get a bonus. A bonus? Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we're 10 episodes in. Um, wow. Let's take it. Yeah, it's been a journey, hey? 10. Yeah. 10 live, more to come. We've got four to be shot over the next two weeks uh, just to kick off for 2024. Um, what are your takeaways? What have you What have you observed? What were the highlights? I think the highlights being one of the first, it was so scary. It was um, mind-boggling, but we did it. And I think looking back, one of the coolest things was it was so practical. It was a question everybody was asking. Mm-hmm. Um, in the environment we're in, everyone's like, we're filling the funnel, but nothing's coming out. What can we do? So offering practical insights into that, the first one was very, very cool. And I think learning about everybody's story and their journey since then has been incredible. Yeah, we've spoken to some really cool people. We have. Um, any standouts for you? Um, oh, they're all so unique. I think my favorite is the first one with Roland about the trust. Mm. I think holds true. Um, you can't not watch the Viv Conway one. Uh, and smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, so insightful. She was so honest. Um, but I think, you know, that they're all quite unique. Even the Trade Me Jobs was so insightful in terms of a client's perspective on using an agency. Yeah. Uh, they, they all got value to add. I loved what Sobia said in that one about treating your agency like a member of your yeah. team, onboarding them like a member of your team. Yeah. And what was actually really cool was that having her then come and spoken on the podcast about that was that we then had a client come and join us where we were given yeah. the induction pack of the of the, yeah. of the marketing chapter. It's like, yeah. it's really cool to actually see that play out. 
Um, practical takeaway from the one with Roland, never let a guest wear a turtleneck if you're using a lapel mic. <laughs> 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 producer, producer Louis, we know all about what I'm saying. Um, Is it ever practical to wear a turtleneck? <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> forget about the podcast. It's just, there's a time and a place, I think. <laughs> or if you're Steve Jobs, give me a speech. Yeah, a very yeah. own personal Steve Jobs. Um, so ten episodes in, I think we've had some great conversations. It's it's certainly, I think, put a lot of good dialogue out to the community um, and st- started a lot of conversations for us as well. What, what do you what do you want to see it achieve next year? I think the purpose of it holds true that it's there to share people's journey and their insights. And I think as long as it stays on that track, I think it'll offer huge insights. As I mentioned to you earlier, I think each of them tell a story and what I love about them is a normal story has a beginning, a middle and an end. None of these have an end, <laughs> which means you can take it any part of the podcast and just evolve on it on your own experience um, and your own journey. And I think that's what the coolest thing about it is. No one's gone, I started here and I did this really cool thing and then my business is finished. It, it never ends there. It's like I'm here, but now I'm about to go there. And that's what's cool. It's There's always more to come. Yeah. I really like that perspective, and particularly the people that we've had are so, each of them, they're so, they stand out people in their own space, but they're also, I think the thing that I've really enjoyed is just actually talking to really interesting people, mm-hmm. good people who are happy to contribute the time, happy to share their thoughts, um, and I can't wait to come back, at, you know, two years time, for example, and see how those journeys and see yeah. how those stories have continued yeah. to play out. Um, that's going to be a it's going to be a really exciting part of this as well as like getting to that stage and looking back and saying two years ago Brandon was here yeah or Amanda was talking about this and now look what's happened yeah um, so let's look forward to that hey absolutely and I suppose equally in the market with the podcast that we're putting out people are going oh I was actually wondering what the answer to that question I was wondering what to do here mm. so making sure that it stays relevant is definitely going to be a huge piece in terms and- of what we do. And it's going to be an evolving set of challenges. Mm. And by leaning on the community and learning from what people are actually doing and how they're tackling those things, yeah. I think it's going to continue to, to add value to, hopefully, a lot of people. Yes, hopefully. Producer Louis is, is up next. Now, Louis has obviously been instrumental in this journey so far. He's been involved with every single one of our guests. He was there on the pilot, and he's here for, for, the, for the whole nine yards. So let's hear from Louis. We're 10 episodes in. Can you believe it, hey? How does it feel, producer Louis? Yeah, it's been a journey, mate. I remember sitting with you last year saying we need to start a podcast and I knew you had it in the back of your mind to get something out because it had many different um, positives from it. Long-form content, meeting other people, creating a community. Um, And for myself as an editor and and a filmmaker, it's been an interesting learning journey. And I've learned so much about B2B marketing and we've had some wonderful guests. And the biggest, biggest thing for me has been how open people have been and receptive they have been to be able to come and talk about their part of the world, their markets, their their lives, you know, what it means to be a B2B marketer. And in a real and authentic way, right? Well, you see, I think that's the beauty about podcasting and, and, and filming the conversations is that it's not necessarily... Um, around a, a dinner table or a lunch it's actually quite focused but there's so much experience there that it becomes a conversation and it's knowledge that we want to share uh, we've had some it's been great <laughs> apart from that seven hour 
Eight-hour drive to Auckland? Oh, let's not go there, mate. And I don't think anyone will ever appreciate what that actually felt like, you know, in, in the car. It's just, it was, it was unbelievable. It, it was, was unbelievable. A, it was a pilgrimage. Unbelievable. You guys got very deep. At one point, you and Shannon, you got pretty existential. Uh, and I'm sitting in traffic, just sitting there. I, I don't actually have that much of an opinion about whether my consciousness will live on, but I just want to get to the junction. <laughs> It was a deep conversation. <laughs> it certainly was. But uh, maybe, maybe we need to talk about that at some stage with you know, B2B marketing <laughs> and what this all actually means in the bigger scheme of things. However, I do want to say um, a few things about the podcast and commend you as a host in terms of your growth and journey, in terms of putting yourself out there. Because I've seen your growth from day one and from the first podcast that we had with Lee when he spoke about un um, unclogging your your funnels, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, which is there's a whole other storyline there that I'm going to call it best title of the first ten episodes. Well, 100, percent and it's still the best downloaded um, episode. But I mean, from there, I mean, we've, you know, um, the knowledge dissemination is what I wanted. The gathering of um, people in the know and people not so in the know being able to talk about a topic which I think is relevant to everybody out in the B2B world. And what Lee said earlier, and what you've also mentioned about, is how much people have actually learned from the different conversations that have been put out there. Um, I'm going to I'm going to switch roles here and ask you, from from a host perspective, what's your journey been? How have you found it? It's been it's been a journey. Yeah, I mean, I remember sitting in here, basically pulling you aside and saying, "Louis, right, let's." Let's have a crack, right? Bring in some, bring in some mics, bring in some cameras, whatever we've got. Let's have a go, and we shot that first kind of ad hoc episode with Lee uh, as a pilot, um, and w did that one really, really, really fast, and then found the slow phase of the development. We, we, we. I don't want to say got stuck in the mud, but the wheels got not bogged down, but it took us a little while to go from that first pilot to something that everyone felt comfortable with. I think that was one of the things that um, was almost hardest in the journey. I put my B2B hat on here and I put my sales and marketing hat from what I've learned is fail fast, mm. learn and iterate and carry on. Yeah. And that's what I think we did. We had to get something done yeah. and we did that and we failed in certain regards, but we also we'd, we'd moved the needle. Yeah. So we learned from those mistakes and go, okay, cool. This is what we don't want and this is what we want. And this is exactly what we've created now. Yeah. And it will evolve. I'm looking forward to it evolving. So again, I think the, the key takeaway there is take action. It's all very well to talk about it and hypothesize and yeah. pontificate and whatever until you actually take action has been a huge um, part of my journey and my, and my career. And I've noticed, I've noticed it with everyone. It's just take action, just start. And the thing is you can't really fail if you think about it because you, you can't because the worst that could happen to you is you could die. No one's died in this process. One of the things that, like from, from my journey that I really have struggled with, um, certainly through the first few rounds of episodes and certainly the first ones with external guests, was trying to feel smart and trying to feel like I was putting this version of myself forward that did myself justice and put me on the same level as them. And what's been interesting is that there have been people on the show like Amanda, who's on next level. Man, she has achieved some things. We came back from that conversation with, what was the phrase? Treat them like uh, an archaeologist. 100%. That was our takeaway from, from that, was, was for me as a little mentor, is like, don't try and pretend like you know all the ins and outs and can theorize. You don't have to. 
just ask sometimes ignorant questions. Uh, because what happens then, Dale, is that you're putting the questions in, in from the audience because the audience is going, I don't know the answer to that. And he's asked that question. And I think that's the difficulty sometimes with you as the host in terms of the amount of experience and knowledge that you have is that it's difficult for you to take a step back mm. and ask those perceived ignorant questions. And there is no there is no such thing because every single one of the guests have come back with positive feedback. Yep. in terms of their experience on the podcast. And that's what it should be. I do want to ask you a question, though, just to go a little bit deeper in that, about, you know, that feeling of like you, f you feel inadequate. What is that about? Is that, is that in terms of the guest sitting opposite you knowing more than you or in an arena that you don't know anything about? I think the, the, the biggest challenge in, uh, for me, certainly, and for anyone who is in a position of now being or wanting to be the podcast host, is that don't think of yourself as the host. That was the, I think that was the, the biggest thing for me was I was trying to view myself as all of a sudden I'm a, I'm a media person and I've got to be this and I've got to be that. Um, you've helped me enormously. I still say um, I still say like, I still say so. A lot less. Um, a lot less, working on it. Um, but I think that was a big thing for me was to actually just switch off, ignore all this stuff over here, the cameras and whatever else, and actually just try and be myself rather than the media ready version of myself or trying to see myself as a as the host realistically i'm just here to ask questions i'm a curious guy i like asking questions i like having conversations that's all i need to do what's happening with the podcast in 2024 what what can people look forward to where do you see this going um and from my from my side before you answer that is for us as we we do be to be the blue ocean podcast is we want to be consistent with our output um, and, and get up to those 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, and if we're providing value to keep doing that. And I really look forward to what's happening next year and seeing how this will evolve. But what would, what, what would you say? So there's two things there. Uh, from the production perspective, uh, there's the old adage that content is king. That's fair. I think cadence is king in this context. Um, the one thing that we've done well and that we need to continue to do is just every two weeks, every two weeks, without fail, every two weeks. Um, and holding ourselves to account on that because like you said, done is better than perfect. Um, in terms of the impact of the, of the show itself and who we can reach, I found the episode with Roland really interesting, the one on trust, because I live, eat, breathe um, B2B, right? I don't do anything really other than that in the world of marketing. Um, so to actually have this sort of psychology element brought into the debate was really thought provoking. So what I'd like to see us do over the next year, as well as having, you know, I guess some flagship B2B guests who we can all look at and say they do a great job. It will be really interesting to try and gather some input from different areas, different fields, you know, like with Viv. Vibrator's got nothing to do with B2B, but there are so many lessons that we can extract from her journey. I'd like to see us doing the same and sharing some of those stories from outside of the pure B2B marketing world uh, and maybe pulling in some people from overseas as well. You know, we are a very small market here. Um, so it'd be good to, learn, good to hear some stories from, uh, from outside the borders, I reckon. I can't wait for what 2024 holds and see how this evolves. So kudos, thank you. It's gonna be fun. And next to Henrik Island. So Henrik is our co-founder who started the business with Roland over 20 years ago. It's some really interesting things to share from a leadership perspective around what it took to actually put this podcast together. 
and equally some rich insights around the value of vulnerability and sharing stories, what we can learn from, from each other, from sharing our own lessons and our own journey. So let's hear from Henry. But what I did reflect on when I was on the podcast was actually I was quite cold and um, it made me a little bit jittery, I think. Oh, your body temperature was cold? Yes, my body temperature was a bit uh, okay. cold. So I, I have to do another one. Where yeah, I we'll could... have to stick the stick the aircon up a little bit warmer for the next one. Yeah, yeah where I could be more relaxed. Yeah. And, well, yeah. you did well. I mean, you were your episode was the first one that went public. Yours was the first one that, that went out to the, to the market. First of now 10 that have been um, shared with the world. So it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts. Having watched the journey, been part of the journey, what what have you taken away from the uh, from the first ten episodes of We Do We Do B Two B? Oh, I mean, uh, being part of the business, I have so loved it. Uh, I, I love the conversations, uh, and I must say, what I particularly like is how relaxed they are. It just feels like a good old friend that comes in, and we have a little talk about them and their life, and the way the setting. Um, the impact it has on the people that uh, they relax and they open up and they share. And I think that's really what I get out, out of this. It's, it's these are high caliber people yep. that have experience and knowledge. They've had failures. They've had success. And they, they're sharing both. And, and I particularly like, you know, the failures. Uh, the people you've had in is like, okay, that didn't go well. And I learned a lot from that. Because I love, I mean, personally, that you get a lot more out of a failure and a success. 100%. A lot of the time when you have a success, you, you, you don't necessarily always know why it was you succeeded. But with a failure, you can all usually pinpoint and say, okay, that, that, and that made me fail or us fail. And, and they share that. And uh, by listening to other people's success and failures, you can learn from that. So you can uh, avoid those pitfalls and uh, get there quicker. I really loved how open Amanda Armstrong was about that when she was talking about leadership and how she thought she was a good leader until she came across someone or you know something that really represented good leadership and how she's like, wow, I, I missed the mark. I, I had so much respect for her actually talking about that. Yes, and I think you managed as a host to make them relax and vulnerable and open up. I, I, I love that. And just the takeaway that these are, are, are successful people uh, that are vulnerable and admits, you know, they were wrong, they did the wrong way. And also just, oh, I don't know if I was confident enough to do that, but I did it. And it's like, okay. But we <laughs> because I think we need more of that in New Zealand as a whole. Uh, we need to believe more in ourselves and take chances and just go for it. Um, I had a conversation with um, with someone from the University of Waikato the other day, and they were talking about you know the whole concept of uh, tall poppy syndrome in New Zealand. And he had a really interesting take that it's not like tall poppy syndrome. His analogy was watching people in watching people in business in New Zealand is like watching a bucket full of crabs, and ever so often one of them starts to put their claw out and they start clawing their way out, and then the rest of them just grab and pull it back into the bucket. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> Which, that's true. Yeah. So I think if we can help more crabs make it out of the bucket, then that would be great. But certainly sharing some of those stories is, uh, I mean, it's, been very, it's been very rewarding for me, certainly, you know, getting to talk to some of the people that we have. Um, I've been so grateful that people have given us the time uh, and been so open to actually sharing some of their journey and some of their story. Um, it makes me happy um, on a personal level that, that, that you as our um, COO, you know, you come from a 
you're a very strong marketer, but you also come from a background of, of, of finance. I think of you as being a very cerebral person. And the fact that you've enjoyed the podcast for me is like a great badge of honor because if I can, if I can and we can produce content that's, that's, you know, that's enriching your drive to Auckland, we're winning. Oh, every single one of those podcasts I've loved listening to, and I've listened to them more than once, each of them. Uh, and I'm, I mean, I'm probably your biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we, we went through the we went through the Spotify um, the Spotify Unwrapped report yesterday. So for twenty people, we were in their top ten. For sixteen, we were in their top five. And for six people, we were the number one podcast. I'm guessing I'm one. I'm guessing you're the other. <laughs> I am. I am. Yes, definitely. Your uh, number one podcast is the Blue Ocean B2B Agency podcast. It's it's um, yeah. Every every episode is worth listening to. Um, Which has been your favorite? What what what's been the standout episode for you, or or the standout moments from from the first ten? Um, oh, there's so many to choose from. Uh, I mean, to be honest, uh, I, I love the diversity uh, and the spectrum from, from Henry. I, I really got a lot of Henry, Henry um, yeah. partly because it's a software as a service. And I, I just loved, with my accounting background as well, yeah. <laughs> how, um, how they just uh, really paved the way for a new way of, of doing accounts and helping independent contractors to, to overcome uh, an obvious, obvious struggle, mm. and and the journey they had was great to listening to. And they've done, they've innovated even more since then. You mm. know, they've got their own credit cards now, so everything gets automatically expensed. It's it's a fantastic, fantastic journey to have watched. What I really liked about that conversation with Palmer uh, from Henry was just how pragmatic he was and open he was about, in his words, getting off the sugar rush of performance marketing, like you know, coming from that bottom of funnel search advertising background to then, okay, well, how do I do brand? But then using what he knew from search as a way of actually quantifying the impact of brand, that whole maximize what you can spend and then work out if the brand is letting you spend more because you've created more demand. I thought that was a really, really good insight. And also his journey as a, as a single team marketing uh, to growing and not doing all the execution himself, but having to rely on a team and growing that and changing. And also his interactions with CEO and board in regards to mm. strategic priorities and saturating the market for uh, for spend, yep. which was uh, fascinating because we, we all experienced that and just hearing from somebody else that has been through that and have those learnings and, and share them, I loved it. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the standouts for me. We'll have to get him up to actually up to the studio, maybe yes. do a, maybe do a catch up in eighteen months, two years time, and see how see how that journey's continued. Mm. Um, but that'll be great. Good. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Um, they have any, but just, I mean, just I we... also just like the banter that's in between. I mean, particularly your latest uh, podcast with Girls Get Off. I mean, uh... that was fun. <laughs> that was so fun. <laughs> yeah, that was actually fun. Um, and the uh, I, I particularly also like just how it's so focused on B two B, but still manages to dial in across and put it in perspective of of marketing. B to C and D to C for that matter, mm. um, and, and really just leveraging off the thinking and the differences it highlights. Uh, because I think the whole industry really uh, needs that new dimension in their marketing for better understanding B2B, um, um, but also the similarities between 
good old-fashioned marketing. Yeah, uh, the lessons that we can learn from outside of the pure B2B camp. Yes. Yeah. So what would you like to see it achieve in 2024 um, as an entity of its own right and then also from a business perspective for Blue Ocean? Um, so as a personal fan, I would just love more episodes. I love it. Cool. Uh, I, I feel like I get to know these people uh, and that enriches me. Um, Great. So I, I'm biggest fan, I will continue to be that. And I think uh, from, a, from a business perspective, I, I love the fact that we have this as an opportunity where we can reach out and talk to people and bring them on board. Because I see the reaction in people when they come on board how engaged they are and passionate they are uh, and how it builds their brand as well, yep. as well as the business they work for. And I think the, the benefit it brings to the industry as a whole yep. uh, is, is fantastic. And, and I mean, not to mention our own business. Um, yep. I think this, this really um, cements us as a B2B agency um, for the future. Yeah, 100%. I can one last final take from me is that if you want to make sure that you are in a space and your connection requests on LinkedIn get accepted, become a podcast host in that space. Because <laughs> I've gone from having a, I don't know, maybe like a one in three acceptance rate to just doesn't matter who I connect with now. Everyone is like, cool, interested. Yep. 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 So if you're a... And, and lastly, I thank you to you, Dale, uh, for being a fantastic host. Thank you. And also for being the outreach, for getting a lot of our, our guests in. And let's not forget Louis, our amazing uh, producer who puts it all together, makes sure the sound's spot on and the, and the pictures. Uh, I absolutely love what, what you, you guys have done here. Uh, well done. And I'm looking forward to 2024, full steam ahead, uh, more interesting people sharing the failures, the success, the, the growth, the learnings. Um, can't wait. Neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we're going to hear from Joe Tauti. Joe is our general manager here at Blue Ocean, and she's got some really, really interesting insights around, uh, I suppose, the, the, the behind-the-scenes piece of how um, developing and delivering the, the We Do B2B podcast has played out. So let's hear from Joe. So you actually, your, your desk is right opposite the podcast studio and you've watched, I suppose, how many guests now? We've had 10, so many. 10 come through. Yeah. Um, and it's been a, I suppose it's been a bit of a, a pillar point um, around which uh, a pretty transformational year has happened in the Blue Ocean camp. Absolutely um, it has. It absolutely has. And it's been fascinating to watch everybody develop and grow so much as a result of it. You know, having these people come in, learn from them and uh, take things away. And from my little corner, watching it has been fascinating. Who's been the, um, of all the people who've sat there, who was like, you know, when you look around the side of your monitor, who was the most interesting person to observe? Oh, it had to be Viv. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I think we were all so intrigued as a result of, you know, the sort of precursor to her coming in. Yeah. And um, using phrases like that didn't help at all. Um, and we all kind of got in, in the in the spirit of it, so to speak. And um, yeah, it was great fun. It was oh, an enormous, uh, enormous amount of fun. But actually, she's an enormously inspiring... Inc incredible woman. Woman, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so friendly and yeah, it was, it was great. It was lovely to watch. And of course, we were all 
observing in one way, shape or form from the yeah. outside of the office, to be fair. I just, I have this image in my head of everyone kind of looking through the glass yeah. and thinking, what are they talking about? Yeah, it yeah. was pretty much like that. And then every now and then we heard giggles, you know, and that sort of thing. So, cool. um, Sobia was also awesome. Um, she was, she's quite a character. 100%. And yeah, that came through quite clearly as well. Quite it strong. was really fun having her and, uh, and her partner Nick down here as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's right. They're sort of joining in the crew and sort of sitting in the office and yeah. Yeah, working from here. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun times, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a good year. It's been some really good stuff. It's been a, a big learning curve for, I think, all of us um, and quite a few changes, mm. but they are good and positive and I think anything worth doing comes with a little bit of pain. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah I, t- I tell you what, there's actually quite an interesting perspective that we can lean on there, which is this has represented a fair amount of time and investment on our part, right? And um, yeah. yeah. Um, so from some from the, from the perspective of someone who is you know very much involved in workload forecasting and making sure that we've got the resource that we need. Gulp! I'm going to have to answer this one. Aren't you I? are gulp. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there would have been a there was probably a bit of a gulp moment where we're like, we're going to do this. Yeah. It's going to take this much time, and we have no idea if it's going to work. Absolutely, and and that in itself. I mean, you you know, you've got to look at these things and and be aspirational listen, learn and and try it because you're never going to know if you don't. Um, The scary part is taking the amount of time that it did away from our leadership group, which is ostensibly what was going on, and then seeing if we could work around that and then look at what the results were, which have spoken for themselves. It's just been exponential and worth its weight in gold. Oh, that's awesome. That's so good to hear. I'm really happy with that. So, um, and I think that moving forward, it's going to be something that's going to become such a regular commitment for us and Mm. such a huge part of what we do. Um, And I love the community that it's growing. You know, it's, it's really lovely to see. Cool. And it's so nice to be a fundamental foundation part of that. I fully agree. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been great. Congratulations to you and producer Louis. Thank you. It's <laughs> been uh, great. Well, should we, is, that, is that our quarterly review? Should we just take that oh, and bank it? Oh, nailed it, mate. <laughs> nailed it. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to review me now? <laughs> Next up, you'll hear from Shannon Bayless. He's our creative team lead here at Blue Ocean. He's an avid podcast listener, and he's really, really interested and keen to see where we do B2B can go. Uh, Shannon, from two episodes... Yeah. Had a pitch of brand refresh and the... The double D debate. The big double D debate, which was a name that I struggled with, I won't lie. Yeah. yeah. So you're joining us uh, fresh out of a presentation to a client on brand positioning. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. How yeah. did that go? Oh, it was awesome. Um, awesome to take the client through their thinking and um, get their feedback along the way. You know, it's very much a collaborative process. Yeah. Um, Make sure we're, we're hitting on all of the points that are important to them. But resolving that to a single idea yeah. that, that they can get behind. You know, they already had an idea for a tagline, but but it was really about well, what does that stand for? How do we um, how do we implement that? How do we execute that going forward? And, and breathe meaning to it. Breathe meaning to it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was really fun, and then we yeah, ex- explored some design ideas. Cool. Off, off the back of that, so um, it sounds like a fun morning. It's always good to yeah, not just present. Oh, hey, here's my one idea. I hope you like it, with <laughs> with with no background context or or anything. Um, it's it, it's good to sort of take them on that journey. The client appreciate appreciates it, and it, yeah, it, it sort of comes comes and lives a bit. There's not so much writing on one client presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's always 
that that presenting the one thing is always terrifying, particularly when it's a client that you're excited about. Yeah, uh, it feels like a you know, do they think I'm cool? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which we had earlier on in the week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you were you were part of two episodes. Um, you were a pretty pivotal part of developing, I suppose, the the tone and the look and feel and everything else that went around. Uh, we do B two B. So ten episodes in, looking backwards, what are your takeaways? Any highlights from the from the from the first ten? Any learnings? It's so exciting to see the the level and the caliber of um, guests that, that that you've managed to, to bring on. So that's really exciting. Um, that makes me very proud proud to be part of Blue Ocean and, and to be backing the, the We Do B2B podcast and it, and, it, and it makes me proud to actually just share it and talk about it. You know, when you, I mean, it was it was quite exciting, um, your discussion with Viv Conway about Girls Get Off and, I mean, the key takeaway I got from that was um, when you can't necessarily talk about your thing in the public um, domain like Facebook or um, and and you can't advertise on on the normal channels, yeah. Um, because of whatever reason, and and we've got a couple of clients like that. Yes, yeah, we do um, actually. Yeah, um, aiming for fame, um, and trying to get some 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 press and media out of it. Yeah, is um is 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 such an interesting goal and some, one that sort of breaks the mold a little bit. You've got my you've got my thoughts wearing now. Because I, yeah. there, there is one client in particular who like, there's there's one word that as soon as we mentioned it, all, the, the ad account almost gets shut down there and then. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder how we could aim for fame in that context. It's an yeah. interesting one. Um, how about other episodes? Any other any other takeaways? Um, oh, it was it was interesting. It was a bit of a bit of a like a bit of a drinking from a high foes moment. I think um, your discussion with Sobia yeah. uh, from from Trade Me. She had a lot to say. It was um, very fast paced conversation you were talking about um how to work with agencies and and how to get the best out of that partnership and um but i thought it was interesting how um she saw herself as a connector of departments yeah you know between the also between the customer and 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 her team and you broke the fourth wall and just said everybody listening (laughs) um i just want to make sure everybody knows that that you should do that as a as a as a way to progress your your career. Yeah, that was such a good insight from Sobia actually. And now that you've now that you've you flagged that, it, it was a real standout comment because like, yeah, I mean there are so many different areas that the marketing skill set gets to touch, and that was a really really she put it really articulately in that kind of classic energetic Sobia way as well, which yeah. was um, yeah no that was a really really good moment. Yeah. Um, any uh, any any others? Any other kind of lessons? Well, and- I mean, as an agency, right? Um, we 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 deal with clients, and um, obviously, obviously, and so what Sobia brought to that discussion was was treat your agency like a partner, yeah. not just like a delivery mechanism. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like yeah, we as an agency, we we find that approach to be so much more um, enjoyable as yeah. well as helpful. Um, when we work, we, we learn how the client works and, and, and we can teach them how we work and then, we've, then we get a synergy going. Yeah. Um, that, that has um, rang true for yeah, the entire time I've been, oh, been here. 100%. Um, uh, we actually leave, leave, leave that point as well. And what was, what was, I think, really rewarding for me in that conversation 
was that, you know, Sobi was talking about this concept of inducting your agency like a member of staff. Mm. And then the week after we shot the podcast with her, we were onboarding a new client uh, and their approach was to onboard us, induct us into their sales and marketing awesome. chapter. Uh, and we got that we actually got the employee induction pack and everything else like that. That was and that really reinforced that I suppose that message because you know like we're all over the moon uh, with something like that. You just feel so welcome. So that was a really really good takeaway for me as well. Yeah. Um, what do you see the show achieving in twenty twenty four? Yeah, I'm excited about um, seeing who else is in the is in the is in the ocean, so to speak. You yeah. know, who are the um, like you say you in B two B? It's a little bit of a like a hidden. Um, treasure trove of, yeah. of, of brilliant people who are, who may be complete experts and complete um, like um, have complete fame in the industry, but nobody knows about them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you, you talked about that with with Sovia. You know, FMCG gets a lot of um, interest, a lot of hype. Everybody knows. Oh, you worked on that. Oh, god, wow. Oh. But but as soon as you you talk about you know you you. Um, might work on a client that distributes um, lawnmower, lawnmower blades. <laughs> they might be the best in the world, yeah. and they might be doing a killer job leading the market. But um, yeah, nobody knows about it. So, but 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 those are the people who are doing who we who we can learn from. And I think that's a really yeah, that's that's it's definitely a part of it that that excites me as well. So when you talk to someone, um, you know, like Sobi or any of the guests that we've had, or to be honest, really any, anyone in B2B, it's, there's so many interesting things to learn about them, about their industry. You know, we, we've been working with people this year who are absolute world leaders in a market that doesn't exist here. And outside of the, outside of the, the four walls of New Zealand, so to speak, they're, they're like rock stars in the USA. Yeah. Everyone in their industry knows them, but the people in the office next door to them here would not have a clue. So if we can share some of those stories, I think it's really inspiring to be able to, to actually see that there are these hidden gems, so to speak. You know, Not just the businesses, but the people themselves as well. Um, so I'd love to see more of that next year. Yeah. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. A good way to celebrate the industry. And um, yeah, um, it was it was also really um, awesome to be at the... the um, Marketing Association event, which you're on the panel for, and you know, just seeing that that community, I think, um, yeah, it's like those are the people we want on the podcast. So, um, yeah, it's um, cool to kind of, yeah, be a part of that community and and yeah, see it grow and see it. Sh- sh- I mean, sharing knowledge and. Yeah. What, what was really interesting for me at that at that at that, at that uh, event was that was a trigger event for me. You know, eighteen months ago. Um, just over a year ago, like going to that first one in November 2022 as a B2B agency and walking into a room and being like, holy shit, I found my tribe. Um, And then to come back a year later, having been involved in We Do B2B and actually feel like a member of that community. Yeah. That was awesome. That was a, that was a real highlight for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. You've, you've, you've really pushed hard to, to position Blue Ocean Mm. into that beat. B2B space and, and, and claim it, but um, you, you live and breathe it and you get us, all of us excited about it, um, which is just, yeah, speaks volumes about who you are as a, as a member of staff here, but, but also a leader within our team. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Thank you. So sure. I'm doing that for the camera. <laughs> so I really appreciate that. That's yeah. great.
Next up, we have Shane Jackson. Um, he is one of our digital marketing, uh, I don't even know how to describe you, Shane, because you do so many different things. Digital marketing, project management, whiz bang everything. Launch pilot. Launch pilot, I like. Yeah, um, that's a good description. And uh, ironically, the guy who brought me on board six years ago. Yes, it was. It was. Yes. It's been, uh, to use your phrase, bloody marvelous. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't time fly. Yeah, it does. Um, so we're 10 episodes in uh, to We Do B2B. Um, just uh, wanted to kind of hear from the from the team if you've got any standout moments, anything that you've taken away from the process, um, any any kind of yeah, any takeaways. I've really enjoyed seeing the people coming through and yeah. that, that we've got on the on the podcast. Um, it's it's fantastic to see them here and talking about their their work. Um, just really inspiring stuff. Um, love love the podcast. So yeah, I think it's going great. Oh, that's awesome. Um, there were some really, really like, in-depth uh, conversations, particularly the one with um, uh, Brandon Palmer from Henry uh, around just that trade-off between like search marketing and brand marketing. Um, did did you, did you have you listened to that one? Uh, yes, not the whole thing, but yes, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, from from your perspective in that launch pilot kind of space. What would you like to see? What would you like to see the the, the podcast covering in twenty twenty four? Yeah, it's really uh, how you how you set fire to something. You know, that's what <laughs> I'm that's what I'm really keen. And I suppose that that works in with the launch pilot stuff that I do. But you know, lighting the blue touch paper, like the magic that happens there. Yeah. Um, when you see what our um, our creative guys are up to, uh, you know, just just sensational stuff. I would love to dig into that and get some more understanding of how that how that actually functions. Cool, okay, so if we can get some guests who can come and talk about burning shit up. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Fantastic. Um, you've also now, I guess, been involved in, in the, the mechanics of actually distributing and circulating. Um, any, the, the podcast, uh, any, any kind of tips for someone who's going through a similar thing? Anything that you would you'd look at on and, and share in terms of the actual mechanics of it? Um, we're using third-party tools, yeah. um, which is great because if you had to go out there and and upload it to to every platform, um, you know you'd, you'd be you'd be spending a whole week doing that just on just on one. Um, so paying a little bit to to get that stuff happening for you. Um, I love automation, um, it, and it's not because I'm lazy. Um, I just think uh, you know you can spend your time doing better things than than repetitively doing tasks. Um, so yeah, get that automation in place. That would be my number one. Takeaway. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Roland Lehman's now um, our CEO here um, to join in uh, the conversation and weigh in on the retrospective of 10 episodes of We Do B2B uh, and looking forward to the future of what comes next. So thank you, Roland. You were our guest on, I want to say, episode number four, Building Trust. Yep. Great episode, <laughs> really good episode. Um, the one thing that we took away from that from a production perspective is don't invite guests wearing turtlenecks <laughs> when you're using lapel mics. Um, but um, yeah, it was a great episode and certainly one of the ones that came a little bit out of left field uh, yeah. in terms of it brought perspectives in from outside the pure B2B camp. So I really enjoyed that. Um, but what have, what have been the standouts for you um, through the first 10 episodes? Oh. I think that each episode had uh, something to bring to um, not just marketers, but business leaders. I think that for me, looking back is the sharing. 
mm-hmm. is how people are so willing to share their experience so that they can help the community. That's been really humbling, actually. Um, yeah. You know, to have some of those conversations with people who are, you know, giants of their own space. Uh, coming on to, you know, episode seven of a podcast that was started up two months ago and yeah. join, joining yeah. it and being prepared to get in, uh, I suppose, at the ground floor and share some of their knowledge. Um, I mean, it's it's something that you're obviously quite passionate about. Um, and certainly yeah. from our own perspective, there's there's a purpose behind this. Um, yeah. what, are, what are your thoughts and can you share some insights on, on that and how this whole thing fits? Um, I think that the podcast that was very interesting for me was Amanda. Amanda, when she was talking about the sharing of knowledge of sales processes, Mm. sales playbook and things like that, I think that's very much what we stand for uh, as an organization and and myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I love teaching, I love learning learning (laughs) and teaching. That's what we do here. Uh, sharing knowledge with students at the university, uh, within the organization, coaching people. It's it's all about being able to give back what you've learned over the years. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're not on your own. And that is a big thing. But I think it's a thing that for people in the B2B community, we were just talking about uh, about this with Shannon, um, you know, when you... when. It's not like it's not like FMCG, right? It's not like it's not like working for the big famous brand. You know, you yeah. can be a giant in your field, and the person in the building next door has no idea that you exist or what you do. Mm-hmm. So I think actually, from the community perspective, being able to bring people onto a forum where you, suddenly you can see that actually there are I'm, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. There are other people like me. They've got similar challenges. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see. I'd love to see more of that going into into the next year? I think that what people don't always relate to is that the big brand, the big FMCG, or any brand that people truly know, only represent this part of the economy. Yeah. Because it's the entire supply chain that comes before that. And it's the supply chain that is actually the engine behind and they all be to be. They're all be to be. And they all be to be, yeah. Yeah. No, it's um it's a it's a really it's a fascinating space to be part of. Um so what would you like to see the podcast achieve in twenty twenty four? Um by the end of twenty twenty four, what would success look like? Ooh, that's a good one. What does success look like? That's one of your questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of my questions when I do um, discovery process mm. with a big company. So success would be that there is a community. Yeah. And that that community support each other. And I'm not link- talking about the linking group or I'm talking about real, genuine, I've got time to give to other businesses that might be either struggling mm. or other people within our community that actually need new ideas. It's something that we tried to do during COVID. Mm-hmm. During COVID, you know, we had a lot of time at Blue Ocean. And what we decided to do is to create that community. And that's probably one of the outcome. This podcast is one of the outcome of the time where mm. people were struggling and we had plenty of time to give. Mm. And I think that if we can in New Zealand get beyond the simplicity of I will do it myself yeah. and that you can work as a team of people that are supporting each other and creating that community, I think that what would be success for me. That would be worth every penny of the investment in this. So to uh, 
lift one of our clients' taglines as a response to that. Challenge accepted. <laughs> no, yes. I, I, I would love to. I would love to see. I would love to see that um, that come together. I think one of the things that we will definitely focus on next year is not just connecting industry, but also education. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we obviously have students with us at the moment here as uh, as interns, and there's a strong relationship there with academia. Mm-hmm. But what we've seen recently is a real appetite from the academic world to engage with industry in order to actually output and groom, I suppose, much much more market ready students. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to see that happen. I'd love to see more yeah. of that bringing students to the debate and understand. I mean, students that get out of university, usually they don't have much of experience. Mm. And so we have opened our door to students to give them the opportunity to work on projects quite independently. And that's fantastic. It's a great output for us, it's a great output for the student, and we've got valuable research out of it. Mm. I think that it relates a lot to where we are as an organization. Many years back, we really redefined our four core value as an organization. Mm -hmm. And one of them is to be able to empower, which is our North Star, empower people to go and and do whatever they've got to do. And that comes from other three core value, which is caring for others and Mm -hmm. learning and sharing your knowledge. (laughs) And I think this is exactly what this podcast is about, is about empowering the community Mm -hmm. by sharing our knowledge, yeah. And caring that what you're sharing is about making sure that you're empowering them. And it's it's bang on. I mean, I, I'm, I've been so I've been so impressed by the guests that we have brought on. Um, how how open they are to sharing not just the successes but also the stumbling blocks along the way. Yeah. Those hard learned lessons that actually. I've gone through it and I'm going to share it. So <laughs> maybe you don't have to. Um, so yeah. let's see more of that. Yeah. Very cool. Good. That'll do us. Nice. Nice. Well, there you go. That was a wrap up of uh, the first 10 episodes, what we've learned, what we're looking forward to. I hope that the next one comes to you guys after 50 episodes or even 100. I hope we make it that far. But from what we've heard today, it looks like we're going to. So I've said so again. One of <laughs> fantastic takeaway. I've said fantastic, which is another one. I have these ticks, right? Producer Louis tells me off for saying the word so. He tells me off for saying the word like, for saying fantastic and awesome too much. So, fuck. <laughs> Maybe we haven't learned that much. That was it. Have fun. Happy Christmas. Have a great uh, new year and everything else like that. We look forward to more of this in 2024. Thanks for joining. That's that. Thanks for listening to We Do B2B by Blue Ocean. Now, brace for CTAs. If you want to join and grow the community, make sure to subscribe wherever your eyes and ears absorb information. Don't forget to switch on notifications so you know when the latest episodes drop. And for more B2B goodness, be sure to follow Blue Ocean, the B2B agency on LinkedIn. Now look, you know how this next piece works. The more reviews we get, the faster this thing grows. So please do for us what you hope your customers would do for you. Leave a review and share your thoughts. Let's stay connected and keep the B2B marketing conversation going.